Welcome, Creepies, to the darkest corner of the audio realm, where chilling tales and haunting melodies converge. Prepare to journey into the depths of fear and fascination as we embark upon a spine-tingling adventure through the realms of horror and music. A melting pot of creativity and exploration we chat in depth with musicians, artists, and industry insiders who are pushing boundaries and defining the visuals, sound, and macabre in Chicago. Embrace the chilling and terrifying aspects of this dark world and explore topics most shriek from. Adventure into the realms of literature, film, art, local haunted attractions, history, amongst various other ear candy. Connect with authors, filmmakers, and visual artists who consistently reshape the landscape of horror and keep their audiences on the edge of their seats. Come, immerse yourself in Chicago's pulsating music and horror scene. We welcome you to The Emporium. Welcome, creepies, to the first Haunted Emporium podcast. We welcome you to immerse your ears with vibrant tales of music and horror in the city of the shy. Disclaimer, additional towns and or cities that entice our creatures are often featured. Step in, your guide anxiously awaits. Should you enjoy tonight's feature, please stop by our virtual haunted shop on social and browse our selection of visuals sure to tickle your eye. Wait, that might be punk behind you. Okay, good. He's gone. For now. I'm Halloween Jean. Welcome to Haunted Emporium's First Eerie Audio Chronicle. If you are not familiar with the Emporium, we are Chicago's music and horror magazine. Artem or the Undead have been haunting the visual realm since 2015. Smitten by the beautiful visuals in the professional haunt, music, film, and various worlds since and to this time, we believe reading should be fun. Multi-sensual experiences, better. We invite you to hang with us as we grow, and should you feel the need like any outstanding Chicagoan, please contribute your voice. Constructive appreciated, no more yelling for Polly. He's been gone too long. Come on. My consideration was where to start on this audio. Of course, the start of spooky season was announced the Tuesday after Labor Day. Those who celebrate year-round laughed at this official mention. The last days of summer are truly now beyond us. 
autumn is no longer beckoning. Recently, we partaked in both Cultivate and the Miracle Mundelein. The Miracle was billed as Illinois' first legal consumption festival. We found this marketing a bit misleading. In August, Cultivate hosted a three-day celebration on Westlake Street in the city. The backdrop of the city as a focal point to a diverse lineup featuring rock, hip-hop, reggae, and punk. The munchies were fantastic in typical riot style. Our experience at the Miracle was quite laid back. Lines for both festivals were a bit long, but it was expected. Dab, roll, supplies and fun settings awaited your presence. My absolute favorite moment was one enjoying an incredible super sour apple gummy simultaneously with the Marley's touching tributes to their father. There were, of course, complaints regarding the sound from the festivals interrupting neighboring habitual behaviors. This feedback from the community is always helpful in improving the experiences for both consumers and community. Riot Fest is one festival who has created a better balance between fostering community and fans. Community has always played an important role at Riot. Our first was about the year of 2015. Out of our travels to local festivals in the area, they were the only to invite community organizations to the party. This has assisted with creating a strong community who watches out for one another. This previous weekend, I've seen a few people go down. Even if their friends were not, others were there with a hand to get them right back up. And that is always refreshing. Some may complain about street vending. It is an opportunity for the community to provide for theirs and allow fans to assist. It is advised always to use discretion when bartering for goods or hydration at the tone for It is true the park was trashed after gloomy storms set the tone for the cure Sunday Eve. We have days of beautiful weather ahead before the dark winter skies set above us. We are hopeful that residents of the community can enjoy the fields again soon. During the festivities, the park was maintained with daily service and newly hired, extremely polite cleanup. During the fest, a few observations were noted. The infamous large towers of empty beer cans were slightly reduced this year. The size of Corey Feldman's pit and one eager fan playing empty PBR cans stack them in the port john Stacked them dead center, right on. As always, there is room for improvement. Riot Fest has been busy collaborating with Chicago's sport teams, various bars, community, media, restaurants, and artists. Still to this day, there are rumors regarding the relocation of the festival next season and possible new locations. This decision is still debated and rent is said to be a strong factor. 
without sold-out shows, Riot continues to pave their way into creating lucrative experiences. Will this balance out the increases? We will wait until next season for the answers. If you are anxiously awaiting for your favorite haunt to open, fear no more. Many haunted attractions have officially opened last weekend, others within a few days. A few attractions we currently have our peepers on this season are the new zombie paintball experience at Ghoulish Mortals in St. Charlie's and Sunny Acres new pumpkin horror makeover. The Chicago Haunt Builders are gearing up for one amazing home haunt season. See visuals of scenes that catch our eye on our social throughout the season and be beyond. When is it just not the season for spooky reads? If you're like myself and love dissecting a beautiful nightmare, listen on for an enticing, nightmarish rendezvous with the masters of terror. Exploring the architecture of your darkest dreams, our interview today features two of the twisted minds behind the chilling anthology, Never Wake. If required, imagine a realm where sleep arrives without sanctuary. The boundaries of reality and the macabre blur into a maddening, shadowy tapestry. Never Wake is a collection of nightmares meticulously crafted by a cadre of diabolical authors who have dared to transcribe the horrors lurking in the recesses of their subconscious mind. We had the privilege of conversing with two of these purveyors of fear, whose vision of these terrorizing tales pursued this anthology adventure. Choosing virtuosos of the era and alchemists of the dread, each nightmare is perfectly envisioned as it is read. Featuring an introduction from Sadie, Mother Horror Hartman, who spoke with editor Kenneth W. Kane and author Tim Meyer, current ghostly residents of Crystal Lake Publishing. We picked their brains regarding the nightmares mysteriously recorded within these pages and their career and advice for the inspired. How about you, Tim? What brought you to Crystal Lake Publishing? Uh, So this was my first gig with them. Um, Like I said, I I just kind of had the idea for it and, and pitched it to Ken, who who had an in with Crystal Lake Publishing. So that's kind of how I ended up there. Nice. Did you work with any of the authors previously? Um, I haven't worked with any of them on editing stuff. Like I know I have my own, um, I, I'm a novelist mainly. Oh, so okay. I write a lot of novels and, and short stories and novellas. And uh, I've been published by a bunch of small presses. So like, I'm in the community, so like I, I have like relationships with a lot of these authors already. Um, so that's kind of how 
we kind of got them to be in in the anthology just from just from knowing them. Ah, oh, nice. What what made them? Um, let me think of the word. Like, what made what particular aspects of their work made you want to work with them on this project? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of discussed it prior go like going into it how we wanted uh like who we wanted in it and and why we wanted them in there we we tried to pick people whose work we really enjoyed on a personal level so um everyone we asked to be in it and i i think out of the the 20 stories only eight of them i think were invited um to take part so um yeah we were just fans of their work and we thought that they would write really cool dream stories which we were correct about because their stories rule yeah <laughs> they are super good thank you yeah i think that's the thing is like um you know like i've worked with a lot of these different writers and, and so many of them and you learn to appreciate their work but you know you don't want to end up with the same writers in every single anthology and so you're constantly trying to you know mix it up and and find whose work fits the theme the best. And I think that, uh, I think that, you know, Tim had some relationships with some of the writers that I haven't worked with before, and that worked out really nice. And, you know, people that I really wanted to work, and that's, you know, that's how it is as an editor, is you start really wanting to work with certain people. Like, I've, I wanted to work with Laird Barron so much. Uh, and maybe in the future, who knows? But, you know, he got really super sick and had to, had to pull out. Um. So, but, um, you know, it was a great opportunity to work with him. So, you know, maybe down the road. Oh, sure. Hopefully he gets better soon so you guys could collaborate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book, too, for the listener, for our listeners? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. So it's um, basically uh, an anthology of several different horror stories, dark fiction. There's some sci-fi stories in there. Uh, all, yeah, some dark fantasy. Um, nice. All surrounding dreams, uh, nightmares, hallucinations. Um, just the stories are so varied and, and unique that uh, there's like a little bit of something for everyone. Um, you know, there's stories about a, a dream journal, uh, a pillow company that makes a pillow that, that helps you dream. Oh, that's interesting. That, yeah. Um, just like different out there stories. Uh, there's a tattoo story that, that relates to dreaming. Um, yeah, there's, there's just a variety of, of different unique stories that I think uh, people are going to really enjoy. Nice. And you worry when you do like an anthology like this, you worry that all the submissions are going to be like, it was a dream all along, or uh, <laughs> he woke up and it was a zombie apocalypse, you know, like the, the typical tropes that you see a lot of. And, you know, we did see a lot of those kinds of submissions, but um, we wanted to do like, we wanted to pick stories that were a little unique to the, to the topic, you know. So that was, uh, and, you know, surprisingly, uh, I think we had very few of those, uh, you know, those common tropes and, and more unique ideas. And easily we could have probably put together three or four, you know, solid anthologies worth of short stories. But, you know, it comes down to a budget and you got to, you know, work with what you have and uh, fitting in as many great stories as you can that, that work well together, you know. Do you see the possibility of, of releasing those stories in the future? If this um, 
probably not another uh, another dream anthology. Or if we do, it would probably be a tangent. I, I would imagine. Don't you think, Tim? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we did talk about it. Like we're like, oh man, we could we could do you know three or four volumes of this because we got the quality of submissions were so good. Um, but you know, it all comes down to to budgets and wanting to do it so but who knows maybe in the future something else will will happen hmm. you know and you also don't want to oversaturate the market all at once too you know if you, if you come out yeah. with, with four you know dream anthologies all <laughs> maybe a little too much <laughs> yeah but i mean if people are digging the stories you never know too that's you true know? yeah yeah i mean that's how tales from the lake got started i guess you know and, uh, and I think we had a total of uh, five of those. I think I was the last one. The fifth one, I think, was the last. Oh, cool. And those are available through Crystal Lake Publishing as well, too. Correct. Okay. Actually, I think Joe has uh, something going on. Isn't he giving away uh, free copies of uh, Tales from Lake 5 for some? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure of the details of that. But I think yeah. he's giving digital copies for, for some people who uh, purchased Neverwake. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Pretty sure if you go to the Facebook page, the uh, the rules are up there. I didn't look at it myself, but yeah. they're there. Okay. I saw something about it. <laughs> well, that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, we could do that. Um, so I had a novel come out in August, the beginning of August, through Dark Lit Press called Lacuna's Point. Um, so that one is currently out and available and i had a novella come out earlier this week actually through ghoulish books called uh rainbow filth so oh those are the uh the two solo projects that i had come out this year uh and then of course never wake which came out today yes and that could be purchased through crystal lake publishing as well are there any uh physical copies in various bookstores or uh -huh. Sure, it's in some of the bookstores. I mean, definitely the online bookstores. Um, but I'm yeah. sure some of the Barnes and Nobles have them too. Some of the ones that we've both signed at and so forth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where'd you guys do your signings at? Uh, I, I uh, have done some signings at the Barnes and Noble in Wilkesboro. How do you say it? Wilkesboro? <laughs> PA? <laughs> I think it's Wilkesboro or Wilkesboro. I don't know. <laughs> they have a great, a great Barnes and Noble with an excellent horror section, and uh, you know, multiple shelves and and a whole area dedicated to it. My Barnes and Noble doesn't have a single horror section whatsoever. So hopefully, Exton Bar Barnes and Noble get get your act together. <laughs> yeah, that would be great over here by Chicago too. The horror sections been kind of uh, whittled down a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's, you know it's it's hot right now. You know, horror's making a strong comeback, so they should embrace it. They should. <laughs> so I've had I've had come out this year. I've had my fifth short story collection from Cemetery Gates Media. It's called Hell Delaware. It's a bunch of stories all centered around a made up town. Um, it kind of varies, you know, from you know dark sci fi, dark fantasy, you know, a bunch of genre mixing, but mostly horror and dark fiction. Um, I had a uh, short story come out through Sudden Fictions and another one come out. I have a short story in the Shakespeare Unleashed anthology from Crystal Lake. Oh. 
And I have a short story uh, with Hex Publishing and, and Random Games. It's a, more of a sci-fi um, anthology that I was in there. And then I have, of course, Never Wake out today. And then I have another anthology called October Streams coming out um, on the 19th of this month. Wow. That's yeah, a lot of, lot of work to release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some years are like Some years are busy and some, some aren't. <laughs> well, that's great. I love your movie uh, selection behind you. There's a lot of good books and stuff over there behind you, Tim. Oh, yeah. Got all the Stephen King ones up top, and then kind of just like a mix of everything down below. Nice. I know you said Nightmare, but was Nightmare like one of your favorites then from that time? or? Oh, yeah. I love the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. They're they're so good. Even though they're cheesy, they're they're so watchable. <laughs> They made it and, fun, uh, though. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, when it came out, I watched it, and we would always watch these horror movies at my friend's house, and then I'd have to walk home at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it, was like it was only, like, a block, but I was all alone in the middle of the night, and it just always freaked me out, you know? <laughs> That's great. I always thought that if I encountered any monster, it would be Friday, because at least you get killed with a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just watching a. Uh, it was like an old um, uh, reel on Instagram of of him, the guy that played uh, Freddie. I forget his name. Oh, Robert uh, Robert, Robert Ingram. Yeah, and it was like it was like during COVID, and he was like saying, "If you go to the grocery store, make sure to wear your glove." <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Well, it's been excellent chatting with you two gentlemen. Thank you very much for meeting with me. Absolutely. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. we appreciate it. Remember, dear listeners, once enticed by Never Wake's pages, you may find it impossible to sleep. Was it only a dream? Or was it reality? You can find this read through Crystal Lake Publishing. Print and digital copies are available. Links to this drilling read and bios of our guests will be shared on our societal platforms. Bored out of your gourd from your Spotify list? Looking for new tunes? Get those shovels out. We are digging the Footlight District Electric Cherry Sky. This song is a blues-infused garage rock jam. We also recognize hints of Cherry Glazer or Bleach and Spark. The band is formed of five siblings, one whose first concert was at a funeral. Preference video? Links will be posted on our socials. We dare you to experience Yeah.
Our last topic ponders the dark side of fall festivities. Can one really fill their autumn days partaking only of apples? Be sure to only accept apples from creatures you trust. That is, unless you dig a good poison apple, then consider which witch will it be? Your ears thank you for presenting them with this experience. Should you want more, we welcome you to visit us online. Our brand of poisons can be found on Insta, the book, and YouTube. More channels are being worked on. Be patient. See you in three weeks, should you dare.